I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. To our new listeners, welcome. To our old listeners, welcome back. Another episode of Magical Education awaits you. But first, we would like to say a few words. Nitwit, blubber, oddment, tweak. Podcast nine and three quarters. Topic of the week is what if never was the chosen one? Part two. Hey there listeners, I'm Jem. And I'm Ria, and we're back with Neville Longbottom and the Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> and maybe Prisoner of Azkaban, and we'll see how far we go. Maybe Prisoner of Azkaban, we'll see how far we go. <laughs> We've got less to establish this time, so hopefully it won't take as long. Okay, part two. Alright, so Neville is... Um... Okay. Riding so the high his... of his first major success. <laughs> yeah, riding that high, he defeated Voldemort again. Mm-hmm. He must be getting like cakes from his grandma like yeah. every week. <laughs> and I feel like, like confidence, maybe not through the roof, but like he spent his entire life being told you're special, you're the chosen one, and being like, oh, but I didn't actually do anything special. And now he has. He's done it. Yeah. Like he learned things and he applied those skills and he managed to stop an evil thing from happening with the help of his friends i feel like he's feeling really good about himself Mm -hmm. so he's getting all that positive support from his grandma Mm -hmm. but his friends aren't writing him back his friends ron harry and (laughs) hermione he's writing them all these letters and like trying to send them cool gifts like sweets that his grandma's gotten him that there's just too much for him to eat and Nothing. Nothing for months. (laughs) I don't know about this. Because here's the thing. Neville writes Mm -hmm. a bunch of letters to Ron, Harry, and Hermione. No reply. Mm. He's like, hmm, that's weird. Then uh, I'm going to pop over to the Weasleys or the Potter's house, grabs a handful (laughs) of flu powder, and over he goes. (laughs) Like, it's much harder for Dobby to isolate Neville when he can just be like, Nan, why has none of the mail arrived in a month? <laughs> What's going on? That's a good point. I mean, I guess we have to consider how confident Neville is in doing that and how confident he is that his friends actually like him for him. Yeah. And, like, do want to talk to him, do want to spend time with him. Well, here's the thing. So... Ron and Hermione didn't make plans to spend time with Harry over the summer because Harry goes back to the Muggle world. But if Harry, Ron, and Neville are all, like, citizens of the magical world with magical parents, or guardians, Mm -hmm. there's no reason why they couldn't meet up. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you make plans? Like, at least for a weekend or a sleepover or something. They're not going to spend the entire summer together. That's a good point. Okay. Yep, you're right. Um, So how does Dobby manage it? (laughs) Does Dobby try and get in touch with Neville at all? I think maybe Dobby would he try to stop the letters or would he know that's a fool's errand? Because here's the thing. Harry Potter must not go back to Hogwarts. Like, Mm. why did Dobby think that was Harry's choice? If Harry doesn't show up at Hogwarts, someone's going to come looking for him. Yeah, I don't think... And it's the same with Neville. Like, Neville doesn't get to decide whether he goes to school or not. His grand's making him go to school. He can't just be like, I don't feel like it this year. I don't think Dobby is thinking too far ahead. I think he just thinks, if I catch all the mail, including the letter that sends Harry back to Hogwarts, he won't go. He's using a desperate attempt to try and... So, maybe he does try and stop the mail. Um, Neville finds another way to contact his friends. Maybe he has a sleepover and talks to them about it. And they're like, oh no, we did write Mm -hmm. you. Why didn't you get the mail? And they like... So they're looking into that together. Oh, a plot, I think, a plot. <laughs> I think, yeah. Oh, exciting. <laughs> We're all bushy-tailed and bright-eyed. Another mystery for the gang to solve. <laughs> I think Dobby probably tries to pull the underage magic thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it goes as well. It won't work because 
we know how the trace works. Neville lives in a mm. magical world. He can do what he fucking wants and the ministry won't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think maybe his nan catches him doing magic and maybe he gets punished for it. But what do we think of Neville's nan? I think if, that she's like, teaching him how to duel on a slide. I don't think that she's yeah. <laughs> discouraging him from using magic at home. <laughs> Look. I like that headcanon, so I'm sticking with it because I yeah. feel like that helps us a lot. If Neville, if Neville's nan is like, you did really well, but holy shit, you faced Voldemort. Actual mm-hmm. real Voldemort. He's still around. Yeah. The guy who killed my son. It's time for your training to begin. <laughs> yeah. So maybe initially in like, before he was 11, if Neville was doing wild magic, she was teaching him how to do breathing exercises and control his magic mm-hmm. and maybe levitate a few objects yeah. here and there. But now it's you know, like... Being a responsible parent. Yeah. But now it's training time. <laughs> it's training time. <laughs> yeah. I feel like teaching Neville, at the very least, to defend himself. I don't know if he's in full-on dueling practice every day from age 12. No. But teaching him, like, you know, here's a shield charm. Mm-hmm. Here's, you know, some, just some basics that would yeah. be helpful for everyone to know i feel like that's a good summer holiday project yeah i reckon sh- I like unlike harry's favorite being expelliarmus neville's favorite is protego mm. <laughs> she's not putting him through a boot camp or anything mm. like that at least very much not at this age but i don't think she's a strict no magic sort of household Absolutely i think she's like not. the rules don't apply to us because we're the chosen one and the chosen one's guardian <laughs> and i've if, got bigger fish to fry and if the ministry wants to come talk to me about it they can come talk to me about it <laughs> we'll have a conversation <laughs> um so that's what's happening yeah because nan also has connections mm-hmm. in book five uh, Malfoy's all oh it's all about who you know and Neville's like I've had people who are on the educational board or whatever yeah. over for tea at Nan's place yeah. bullshit it's who you know so Nan's connected she knows people in the government Nan's got fingers in all the pies <laughs> <laughs> I love Nan alright alright yeah so there's no like Neville Neville makes something explode and gets confined to his room or anything like that. That's no, not happening. No. If anything, she'd be like, Neville, don't do that again. <laughs> Let's work on control some more. And he's like, it wasn't me. It was this creature that I know immediately as a house elf. Because he would know what a house elf is, of course. Yeah. He may not recognize one on sight. I can't know why he would, why he wouldn't. But I feel like as soon as he brings it up with his friends... Mm. Harry, Ron, and Hermione. Like, <laughs> well, Dobby introduced himself as I'm Dobby, Dobby the house elf. So oh, right. never would have been like, oh right, so who's your master? Yeah, because <laughs> we don't have house elves. Because <laughs> I I know what a house elf is, and Dobby avoids the question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. so now he's less like there's a house elf trying to help me, so much as someone's interfering in my life mm-hmm. <laughs> again. <laughs> Can I just have a normal summer? <laughs> With the no way. No way. <laughs> I okay. love this. Okay. Yeah, so Dobby makes attempts to try and block him from Hogwarts, but it doesn't work because it just can't. Yeah, okay. Cool. Let's then talk- he goes to Diagon Alley, yeah. meets up with his friends to get school supplies. Yeah, Gilderoy Lockhart at the bookshop. Okay, let's talk about it. Um, okay, I'm obsessed with Gilderoy Lockhart and Neville. <laughs> yes, let's get this dynamic. Let's nail it down. Okay, so we've talked a bit about Gilderoy in the past and how he was offered the job to call him out. Dumbledore did this as a big ruse to call out Vol- yes. like, Lockhart. And Lockhart was, Lockhart was drawn to the job because um, obviously... Like a moth to a flame. <laughs> obviously it pays well and also it gives him an opportunity to interact with the most famous person in the world. And also mm-hmm. he's jealous of Harry because Harry is this is everything he wants to be without trying and also the heir to this great potion empire that creates beautiful hair yeah. potions and then Harry's hair is disgusting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we've talked yeah. about this. <laughs> He's rich, he's famous, he's got terrible hair, but everyone thinks he's the cutest, most special person anyway, and it fills Gilderoy Lockhart with seething jealousy. Is Neville rich? No. I think he's well off. I think he's well he's, off. He's, he's, he comes from, he's the heir to two different pureblood families. I don't think he's like old money Malfoy rich. No. But his nan's well connected, got political connections. I think he's well off. 
Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say he's like drowning in money, but I think they can always afford and get by. I don't think it's like a problem for them. Yeah. Um, and he's got aunts and uncles and stuff who mm. are, you know, sending him gifts and things. I don't think Neville wants for anything, but yeah. I also don't think he's a spoiled brat who gets everything he ever wanted. No. Is he famous? Yes. Does he have yes. good hair? It's never really specified. <laughs> um, <laughs> At age 13? No. 12. I'm going with, um, who's the actor? Matthew Lewis? Mm-hmm. I'm going Matthew Lewis role, rules. <laughs> okay, no. He gets big hot later. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the same with, begin Harry. with No. <laughs> In the books, Harry doesn't get hot till 16. So yeah, maybe we can speed that's that fine. up for Neville as well. We'll see hey, what happens. Maybe 12-year-olds aren't supposed to be hot. That's good. fine. <laughs> Okay. Everything's as it should be. <laughs> he is not the heir to this potions empire. Gilderoy would not be interested in that. But Gilderoy is still interested in knowing the most famous boy to ever live. Yes. Okay. Harry is aggressively anti-Lockhart from the start. Mm-hmm. He hates that Lockhart drags him into the spotlight. He hates that Lockhart makes people look at him, doesn't want to know Lockhart, doesn't want to interact with Lockhart, is mm-hmm. all, get off me, don't touch me, blah, blah, blah. Neville, I think, is more used to being pulled into the spotlight and more used to being the centre of attention. Because yeah. he's dealt with it his whole life, not just the past year and a bit. But also, Neville's grandmother would be going with him to Diagon Alley. So there's, yeah, no, exactly. there's no way that Gilderoy Lockhart can reach into a crowd and scoop Neville out of the crowd and bring him into a camera spotlight without Augusta, Augusta Longbottom turning to the cameras and smacking them out of someone's hand and being like, no, this is not on. Neville, come with me. We're leaving. Like, here's what happens. (laughs) Neville, Lockhart reaches into the crowd. He grabs Neville. He pulls Neville. (laughs) Neville stops in place. The other hand on him is his grandma's hand on his shoulder. (laughs) Like a vice. He's not going anywhere. Her handbag swings around, slam into Lockhart's face. He lets go. Neville leaves the bookstore. (laughs) He makes front page news for a very different reason. (laughs) Yeah. Chosen One's grandmother attacks Gilderoy Lockhart innocent. (laughs) (laughs) And then Draco Malfoy saunters down the steps and is like, oh, can't even walk into a fucking bookshop without getting smacked across the head. Like he just... Yeah. Absolutely. Lockhart is copping a handbag to the back of the head. There's no way Neville's getting dragged up there and making the front page and getting free copies of the books. No, 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 no. No. Not happening. So Ginny doesn't get any free copies. Okay. Um, Whatever. <laughs> that's fine. Okay. That's fine. They'll cop it. Malfoy encounter I'm with the Weasleys, the Grangers, the Potters, and the Longbottoms. Okay. I think that still happens, because that's happens. more about Lucius and Arthur yes. and the raids on um, people's houses, muggle artifacts, blah, blah, blah. All yep. this is going on still. So that's far more about... Lucius trying to frame Arthur's daughter than it is about anything to do with Neville and Harry. Mm-hmm. Importantly, Neville doesn't accidentally end up in Borgen and Burke's because he has responsible carers that look after him. Yeah. <laughs> and, and knows how His to use flu goes with him to- <laughs> Yeah, His nan goes with him to Diagon Alley. They are not separated. <laughs> so he doesn't end up in Borgen and Burke's and overhears that Lucius Malfoy has some secret stuff hidden under his floorboards in his like living room or whatever. So that mm. won't come up later. Um... No, all he hears is that Lucius is trying to get rid of some things. Uh, Draco being like, oh, we've got a hidden room under the floorboards. That comes about later as a result of Polyjuice Potion. Right, okay. Okay, maybe we're here. So we can still get that too. So yeah, we're still going to get that information. Like, oh, the Ministry is trying to take all our dark artifacts, but we've got them hidden. That's still going to come about. It's just going to be halfway through the book, not at the beginning. Okay. Right. Much like last time with the Philosopher's Stone, where that was a last-minute plot point. <laughs> All right, so Lucius tr- still slips the diary into Ginny's cauldron with her books. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, Ginny doesn't have books. Is it easier for him to slip the diary in unnoticed? <laughs> or is it harder? Mm. I feel like somehow he still plants it on them. Okay. Because that was his whole thing. Like, that's what he was trying to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe he honestly even sent Draco in to be like, go pick a fight. <laughs> yeah. Maybe in the in the bustle and confusion of the handbag incident, Lucius manages to slip the diary onto Ginny. Does he choose Ginny purposefully? Sure. Why not? I think she's just the youngest, most vulnerable. And like, it's a diary. Like, yeah. are you going to give a diary to a 15-year-old boy or He's a 12-year-old girl? He's not going to use it. He's just going to leave it at home. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a very purposeful, malicious act by Lucius. There's no reason to think that Neville being the chosen one would change it. 
Right, okay. So that all happens. That's all put into place. Basically, we fast forward to Hogwarts because Neville catches the train like a normal person. And if he does miss it because of Dobby's mishaps, he just waits for his grandmother. (laughs) Like, there's no way. There's the most, the most crazy thing that happens. Okay, here we go. So Harry is with Ron, staying with Ron, and that's how they both end up separated. Mm -hmm. There's no reason why Neville would be like, let's meet up and go to the train together. It will be like, we'll meet on the train Mm -hmm. in our usual carriage, then go off to Hogwarts. Yeah. So we've got to assume Harry, Ron, Hermione all end up on the train. Mm -hmm. Neville tries to go through. The only reason Dobby was able... Yeah. Dobby was able to lock Harry and Ron out because they were literally the last two people through. Mm -hmm. They were running late. They were getting there at like 10 seconds to 11 or whatever. Yeah. Why Neville wouldn't be so late. No. (laughs) He would already be there. Like. (laughs) That's right. He wouldn't be so late. So there's no reason why if the barrier was blocked, other people couldn't get through too. (laughs) So Neville and. um... I don't think Dobby tries that. It's just not a viable plan. He's going to wait and try and do something else okay interesting all right so easy they get to hogwarts no problems they don't get any detentions yeah. because they don't break the whopping willow they don't get introduced to the whopping willow okay yeah there's no flying car in the forbidden forest that's gonna be a problem oh, that's gonna be a problem <laughs> oh we've made a problem <laughs> okay here we go all right um okay <laughs> perfect okay next so yes no detentions no terrible potions master because it's lily and she's like hi son yeah (laughs) everything's fine (laughs) okay okay next most notable thing happening is like gilderoy lockhart and the pixies (laughs) oh right okay do the pixies still grab neville because they target him because his ears stick out So they pick him up by his ears and drag him up to the chandelier. I think they still grab him, but I think his friends make a better effort to help him because he has friends and allies, unlike in the real book, where he's just got people who know him. That and also maybe he tries to protego them and protego himself and like, you know, protect himself. Um, So maybe he... Yeah, he's a bit, he's more confident and he's a bit better at magic. So I feel like he struggles harder and maybe has someone, like, instead of ducking under the tables, Ron and Harry jump up and grab his legs and drag him down. (laughs) Yeah, he maybe gets a few feet in the air, but he gets pulled back down again. Yeah. Um, There's a mishap with the pixies, but I don't think Neville ends up hanging from the chandelier. (laughs) He's spared that injustice. Indignity, I meant. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So Gilderoy Lockhart's still a fraud. Yes. Okay. Actually, hang on. Have we skipped Colin Creevy and the signed photos? I feel like that happens first. Okay. Yeah. Or does that it happen later? Happen. I can't remember. Yeah, that does happen because we're introduced to... No, I'm thinking of book four. Um, Colin Creevy, yeah, he's just sort of sorted into Gryffindor, so he would be around the common room and stuff. And I imagine yeah. that Harry and Ron would be like, oh, yeah, you know, you sign, you're handing out signed photographs. Like, go on, Neville. Like... <laughs> would be dicks about it and Hermione would be like come on let's move on Um. yeah yeah I think actually surely this can't be the first time in Neville's life he's been asked to take a photo and sign it surely not it can't be no so he would just do it does Gran have a policy of no or does Gran have like a you know keep the fans happy we want the public on your side Neville I feel like maybe Gran's policy is um I was going to say no. Maybe Grant's policy is like, look, I'll take a photo with you. Um, no. Okay. I'm trying to think about this. <laughs> like, how would she yeah. approach it? Because here's the thing. If I were raising the chosen one, mm-hmm. I would have some sort of process for public appeasement mm-hmm. because I would know that like fame's a fickle friend and I would want people on the side of the boy who lived. Okay. So it's like it's like being any celebrity. It's a balancing act between telling the paparazzi to fuck off so you can have some privacy, but also you can't tell every single person who recognizes you in public to fuck off and leave you alone because mm-hmm. you'll get known as having a terrible bad attitude. Sometimes you've just got to cop it and smile for the photo and sign whatever they shove in front of you yeah. and then try and get back to your life. Yeah, I think Nan's policy would be like always be polite to people that come up asking you for signatures and stuff like that. Um, but I think she would have a big thing where it's like, 
usually when Neville's out in public, she's with him. So if someone yeah. comes badgering him for a signature, she is watching the interaction. And if anything mm-hmm. goes south, she steps in and is like, that's enough. Um, yeah. I think straight up, Neville is never in public without Nan or like a responsible adult figure who she's given clear instructions to yeah. about how he's to behave in public. Yeah. Like, I think all of Neville's family are, like, basically double as, like, bodyguards slash PR persons whenever they're out in public with Neville. Yeah. Because he's the chosen one. You've got to be. You can't just go around being normal with him. So Neville probably does just take the picture with Colin and sign it and goes, yeah, that's, there you go. But um, I, I don't want to, like, I, I want to go to class and stuff like that. So I don't want to be taking pictures all the time. Like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe he's like, look, not right now. But, like, if you talk to me in the Gryffindor common room at the end of the day, yeah, we can take a photo. Yeah. Like, maybe he's got that sort of public appeasement training going on. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Hmm. I definitely don't think it becomes a big thing. Like, Harry and Ron are going to tease him and stuff, but I think Neville knows how to handle this, even at age 12, because he's been dealing with it since age one. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. And, like, the biggest thing is Harry's just sort of left alone to fend for himself. (laughs) Neville has people on his side. (laughs) That's going to be our biggest difference in the book. I thought Neville would be, like, struggling to keep up with Harry, but in many ways he's got more advantages. (laughs) He does. Okay. Um, Next thing that happens is, obviously, the Chamber of Secrets plot gets set into motion. So... Yes. We have to figure out where so, our where our quadro is during this time. Are they still at yeah. fucking Nick's death day party or whatever? <laughs> yeah, so what happens is we get the like Draco Malfoy's on the Quidditch team, mud blood, introduction of blood politics. I feel like we've already gotten that yeah, like, in book one. Yeah. Our chosen ones are pure blood. He knows all of this. So yeah. like whether or not Draco Malfoy gets on the Quidditch team, because that was largely in, to deal with Harry. Yeah. <laughs> I think probably he does. He's he's still the kind of like slimy little shit that gets his father to buy his way onto the Quidditch team. Mm-hmm. So all of that still happens. Ron Weasley ends up vomiting slugs probably in the hospital wing rather than in mm. Hagrid's house. <laughs> yeah. Wait, he wouldn't because his wand wouldn't be broken. Oh, his wand wouldn't be broken. Draco ends up vomiting slugs. <laughs> Ron ends up in detention. <laughs> Ron ends up in detention probably with Gilderoy. Ooh, no, Gilderoy wouldn't want to do no, detention yeah. with Ron. He wouldn't. He would want Ron to do detention ends up with polishing Ron. the silverware and learns the name Tom Riddle. Okay, that's important. Okay. Yes. They're at the death day party, but, right? Mm-hmm. Would they still yeah, go? Yeah, they go to the death day party. Well, the reason why they got invited to the death day party was because Harry tracked mud all over the castle from early morning Quidditch practice. So that's And Nick happen. helps him out. And he finds about out about Fil- uh, Filcher's quick spell, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Harry might still have all, all of that this interaction because Harry's on the Quidditch yeah. team. And then he's like, oh, friends want to come to the death day party. Hermione really wants to go. So Neville's like, sure, okay. Can't hurt. Ron gets dragged along. <laughs> yeah, Ron gets dragged along. Yeah. So they're still at the death day party. They still mm. meet Peeves and Moaning Myrtle. Myrtle. Yep. All of that happens. All that same pretty much happens. They come out. Neville starts hearing Parseltongue. He starts hearing a voice and he's like, do you guys hear that? And they're like, what are you talking about? And he's like, huh, I'm hearing a voice that other people can't hear. This is probably Parseltongue. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. I don't know if he thinks it's probably Parseltongue. Okay. I don't know if he has any reason to suspect that he speaks Parseltongue. Why wouldn't he know? (laughs) Okay. He would know that you know who's a Parseltongue. Yeah. So he would, if he, yes, it, so that's common knowledge. My thing is, if he knew he was a parcel tongue, him, his grandmother would be like, we need to keep this under wraps. Like, we're not going to I don't think people. he knows he's a parcel tongue. I, well, actually, we need to figure out. Harry's encountered a snake yeah, before. That's what we need to figure out. Like, it's not that uncommon to encounter a snake. I know it's more common here in Australia, but obviously, like, what's to yeah. say Neville hasn't gone to the zoo? What's to say Neville hasn't, like, been to a fucking pet store in Diagon Alley where they have snakes? They do. Like,. <laughs> Yeah, snakes. Hmm. I don't know if wizards keep snakes as pets because they are dark creatures. Uh, apparently, maybe. do wizards go to the zoo? Do wizards have zoos? Would um, a zoo's a muggle place? Okay. Yeah. Maybe. I don't think. No, yeah. Nan is taking Neville to the Muggle Zoo. Okay. And I don't think wizards have zoos. <laughs> I mean. Okay. Um, I, I was just going to say Nan might take Neville out to muggle places because it's like a nice break because obviously he, no one in the muggle world knows who he is. 
So like That's true actually. Maybe Nan wants to spend more yeah. time in muggle spaces. Let's go to the library, let's go to this restaurant, let's go to the zoo. Like I, yeah. I don't see why it mightn't happen. <laughs> like she's an she's an old pure blood woman, but you know, she can learn new tricks. She's mm. gotta deal with this chosen one child, especially when he's really, really young. Yeah. Like if she wants to, you know, go out and get some groceries, she probably doesn't want to be mobbed by frantic crowds. Maybe it's time to learn how to wear jeans and deal with it. I also suspect that she was an aura in her youth, based on everything about her. <laughs> so, and part of aura training is learning to blend in and learning to be undercover. So I think mm-hmm. she would be able to go into a muggle environment and not be too noticeable. She just have to change her outfit. Okay. That's a great headcanon that helps us, so... I mean, it's very clear to me, like... Like, everyone underestimates her, but she's, like, a secret badass. Her son's an aura. Mm -hmm. She's very proud of that. I think it's a family thing that, like, the Longbottoms are always. (laughs) All right, cool. Uh, That would explain why, like, the entire family is so alarmed by the thought that Neville's a squib. Like, obviously that's an alarming thing in and of itself, but dangling him out of the window by his leg and that sort of thing. They're all Gryffindor auras. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They're all Gryffindors. They make bad decisions. Okay. Um... All right, look, I'm willing to cop that Neville has interacted with a snake at some point, learned he can speak to snakes, and his nan's like, never tell anyone. Yeah, this is between us, because if this gets out to the press, they will go nuts with it. Um, Yeah. So. Okay. So now, Neville standing in the corridor with his friends, he hears a voice none of them can hear. Does he connect this to parcel tongue? If it's... I don't know that he does. No, I wouldn't say so. He doesn't see a snake. If he doesn't see a snake, snake, he wouldn't connect it. Because if if it's like Harry, he just hears a voice. It's not like he hears hissing and stuff. So... And the others don't hear any hissing. So, Mm -hmm. um... Yeah, the others aren't like, I hear the hissing of a huge (laughs) 200-foot-long snake or any shit. No. They're just like, no, I don't hear anything. So maybe... (laughs) Maybe he thinks, I'm going a bit crazy. What the fuck is going on? Um, yeah. <laughs> Great. But I think, like, with Ron and maybe Ron and Harry goading him along, I think he's like, if he hears, what is that voice even saying? Kill. Kill. Let me rip. rip like, I think he yeah. goes chasing after the voice. Yeah. <laughs> and that leads them to um, the- Petrified Mrs. Norris. Petrified Mrs. Norris. Everyone else comes out. Okay. Um, okay. So now. Does Filch publicly accuse Harry of attacking the sna- of attacking his cat? Probably. Because Harry's the one who knows he's a squib. Yeah. Harry's the one who recently had like an interact an altercation with him. Mm-hmm. I don't see any reason why Filch would turn on Neville. No, he would choose Harry. Yeah. <laughs> Get fucked, Harry. <laughs> Have fun dealing with this. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. So Harry has all these daggers pointed at him. The, the four of them still get mm-hmm. held behind because they're all associated with one another. They get questioned. Yeah. It's the golden quadro. <laughs> You're all in this. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, what happens next? Is the next thing that happens dueling club? Uh, next thing that happens is finding out about the Chamber of Secrets. All of this is fine. Blah, yeah, blah, blah. Normal, normal, normal. Then it's the rogue bludger. So then Dobby tries to attack not attack yeah dobby tries to basically injure harry so badly that he has to be sent home okay this is going to be an attempt on neville's life it's not going to be a quidditch attack no so would it be something with oh we've skipped over the mandrakes as well oh yeah hang on here's something that i think is going to be a big change i think neville is going to be more involved in the mandrake process oh yeah me too because he's the herbology guy he's our little perfect chosen boy i think if if Professor Sprout gets the chance to mentor Neville in a project, she's going to want to do that. Mm -hmm. And if he shows any particular interest in mandrakes and like, how will they unpetrify people? This is a special interest of mine. Like this is going to be a thing that he's involved in. He has a saving people thing. If this is something that directly saves people, he's going to want to be involved with it, especially because it's got to do with herbology. Um, Yeah. And like, honestly, I think any, any teacher who gets like, the boy who lived wants to spend time in my discipline, they're going to jump at that mm-hmm. because of course they are. Yeah. Okay. You're, they're only human. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's skipping yeah, ahead So I it. think that's a much bigger plot thread throughout the book. Yeah. Neville dealing with the mandrakes and trying to doing something actively to save the people who have been attacked, I think is going to be a big thing for him this book. Okay. So. Okay. We've, we go to Dobby trying to make an attempt on Neville's life. How is he going to do it? What's he going to do? 
Well, he tries to basically injure Harry so badly that he has to go home. Again, mm. an impossible feat. Anything short of death and Harry staying in the school. Yeah. So, I don't know. Does he try to, like, knock down a suit of armor on top of him? Push him off a ledge? Like, who knows? Dobby doesn't make good plans. Maybe he tries to damage Neville's earmuffs. That could actually kill him, though, with the Mandrake thing. So maybe not. Oh, yeah. That... yeah. Well, no, because the Mandrakes are so young that oh. they just get knocked out. Okay. Because that actually happens to Neville. <laughs> that Well, yeah, that could happen then. And that's embarrassing because Neville's meant to be the herbology kid. But then maybe they find out mm. that his earmuffs were tampered with. Yeah. Um, so he wakes up in hospital wing. He's like, what the fuck happened? And they're like, oh, you, you saw the mandrake and passed out. And he's like, what? <laughs> no, I, I've studied mandrakes <laughs> before I saw them. Like, I know what they look like. Yeah. I was excited. <laughs> like, mm. <laughs> okay. Mm. Um, so... Neville, uh, does he go to the hospital wing? Because that's where Harry has the conversation with Dobby. I guess so. But would he need to stay overnight for... No, the only reason Harry needs to stay overnight is to regrow all his bones. If Neville was just knocked out, yeah. so he has to be kind of seriously injured and then maybe Lockhart intervenes um, yeah. and does something worse. Don't... Look, we don't know what the details are. Actually, fuck this. Maybe during the Quidditch match... Dobby collapses the stand underneath them. Everybody gets injured, not just Neville. (laughs) Okay. Again, Dobby doesn't make good plans. (laughs) Okay, yeah, yeah, uh, yep. (laughs) Yeah. Now lots of people are in the hospital wing. (laughs) So now Dobby can't have a sneaky conversation with Neville, because other people... Everyone else can be asleep, it's fine. Uh, Okay. (laughs) The point is that Colin Creevy gets petrified. Now, I don't think Neville had a public confrontation with Colin the way that Harry did. So there's no, no reason to suspect that Neville's the one who attacked Colin. No. So everyone's just like, this kid's down. How, how the fuck did that happen? Um, people suspect yeah. Harry about the Mrs. Norris thing because the big public outcry from Filch. Mm-hmm. Okay. But now we know this wasn't a one-time attack on Filch's cat. This is like, people are getting attacked. And now we have the dueling club. And this is where things are going to be very mm-hmm. different. Right. So, so who is going to uh, assist Lockhart? Which teacher? <laughs> okay. I've talked about this before, that I think the teachers fought for the right to go and do the dueling club and embarrass Lockhart publicly and Snape won. Yeah. Does Lily win or does somebody else get, <laughs> get in there? I don't think Lily <laughs> cares enough to really go down that road if I want to embarrass this man publicly. I think... Same, someone else I think might anyone in. would jump at the chance. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think she's... I think, um... Like, she won't... I think she'll take the opportunity if it presents itself, but it's not like she's going to insert herself into the opportunity, you know? I think she's too compassionate for that. No. Um, yeah. I think she's, like... She's making casual comments where other people can hear them, but yeah. I don't think she's going out of her way to publicly humiliate this man. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, which is great, because she also would have been in school with Lockhart. <laughs> yes. So, is it, Fil- like, Flitwick? Like, <laughs> because he's the Flitwick dueling master. seems like, yeah, Flitwick seems like the most logical choice. I think McGonagall could have also made a strong argument. Like, I think she wants to humiliate him. Mm, but she's still, like, the vice <laughs> principal, essentially. She has to have yeah, a level so of maybe decorum. she can't. Yeah. So, I think it's Flitwick. I think it's Flitwick. <laughs> <laughs> and he decimates him. <laughs> He absolutely decimates him. Oh, in their, like, practice duel? No mercy. No. Like, not, not even... We're taking Locke out of this room in a matchbox. Not even a hesitation. Um, <laughs> so then, who does Flitwick choose to come up and try? Okay. Because Snape goes around and deliberately splits up the dream team and is yeah. like, Hermione, fight Millicent Bulstrode. Do a wrestling match with <laughs> Millicent Bulstrode. Um, blah, blah, blah. I don't think Flitwick does that. No. I think Flitwick... is like, pair up everyone. Actually, <laughs> I think he just lets everyone choose who they want to fight with. I think he lets everybody choose, and then I think he goes through the pairs and he matches people up to appropriate partners. Okay. Like, first round, everybody pair up with your friends, and then I'm going to go through and I'm going to see who needs help and who doesn't, and he just is a good teacher. Yeah. And he, like, matches people up. So I don't think it's, like, Harry versus Ron, Neville versus Hermione. Like, I think... We mix things up with the groups. So then, but I don't think we end up with all the Slytherins versus all the Gryffindors. Do we end up with Neville, who's pretty good at dueling based on what his grandmother's taught him, and Draco, who's also had training in dueling? Maybe. I think so. They're probably kind of evenly matched, wouldn't you think? Well, 
I don't think Neville is like superstar no. charms guy, but I think he's probably one of Flitwick's like most favored students because mm. he's pretty good at charms and he's the boy who lived. Yeah. So Neville maybe gets pulled up on stage, mm-hmm. and I don't know who would be versing him. Honestly, maybe Ron or Harry or Hermione. Mm. Like I don't think there's a reason why it would be one of the Slytherins. So we wouldn't get the the exposing parcel song moment. <laughs> Yeah. I don't think Harry would make a snake to attack Neville. No. <laughs> okay. okay. Fascinating. This is going to really change it. Because I was waiting for that, like, parcel tongue moment, but I've talked myself out of it. Yeah. Now, it does, doesn't happen. No one has any reason to question that Neville is an heir of Slytherin or Neville has any part of this plot to hurt Muggleborns or anything like that. Um, yeah. Harry's got a bit of shade on him, person... but maybe not really. <laughs> Harry's got shade on him, but I think I think people are more willing to side with Harry, the mm. lovable Quidditch star, than Filch, the bitter old man we all hate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think aside from the Slytherins, who are like, fuck Harry Potter, everybody else is like, Filch was just upset because his cat got attacked. Yeah. But now all these other people are getting attacked and it's clearly got nothing to do with Harry. Yeah, exactly. So, what is the next plot point? (laughs) Because the next Um, plot point is that Harry's found at the body of Justin Finch Fletchley. (laughs) Yeah. Why would Neville Um, be there? (laughs) Okay. So, what happens there... Harry has... Oh, sorry. I'm skimming through the synopsis again. So the herbology lesson is cancelled for some reason, probably because of the mandrakes. Harry talks to Hagrid about the school ruses being killed, and then he runs into the petrified Justin Flitch Fletchley, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finch Fletchley. And Nelly had those nick. Hagrid... Harry and Hagrid maybe still have that conversation. Like, they just bump into each other randomly, and Harry's like, what's with the dead chicken? Neville. Neville. <laughs> well, is it Harry... Well, is it Neville? Would Neville stop for a conversation with Hagrid if Hagrid's holding dead chickens? I think not. <laughs> Neville might give yeah. him a, a nice wave and nod, but not want to talk to the man wielding dead chickens. Um, yeah, blood-covered dead chickens. Yeah, that's So not... he might just continue walking on by and then come into contact with Justin Finch-Fletchley and nearly have this Yeah. Yeah. So Peeves comes out of there and is like, Neville's killed them, blah, 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 because of course he does. Yeah. But once again, nobody's taking this very seriously. Nobody's taking the word of Peeves the poltergeist and Filch, who have accused different people mm-hmm. against Neville and Harry. Yeah. Generally well liked. <laughs> does McGonagall take Neville up to Dumbledore's office? I think so. Oh, maybe she just takes him to her office and is like, let's just debrief because yeah. you just found the body of a fellow student. Yeah. Tell me exactly what happened. Tell me what you saw, and I'll relay it all to Dumbledore. Yeah, like, because the reason McGonagall took it up, took Harry up, was because of all the extraneous Previous. factors that yeah. have led up to that. The parcel like, tongue and my the hands. three bodies, and yeah. yeah, this is something that I can't deal with. I yeah. have to take it up to Dumbledore. Um, but I feel like Neville finding Justin, she's like, this is still something that I can deal with. <laughs> yeah, this is just yeah. Yeah, so okay. I think Neville gets pulled aside, but he doesn't go to Dumbledore's office, so he doesn't meet Fawkes the Phoenix. <laughs> he doesn't have the okay. ominous conversation with the Sorting Hat. Or with Dumbledore about, is there anything you wish to tell me? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. okay. What's next? <laughs> now it's Valentine's Day. Harry, I still think, gets humiliated by the dwarf, because I don't think Ginny has a crush on Neville. <laughs> no. I think she's got a crush on Harry. I mean... Ginny's interest in Harry initially was the fact that he was the chosen one and he defeated Voldemort twice and he has this friendship with her brother. Yeah, Harry's still... I think Harry and Ron are still closer than Neville is to either of them. Of course. Yeah. But... So I think Harry spends time at the borough over the summer holidays and stuff. Yeah. But is Ginny's interest in Harry is, oh, pretty boy? Or is her interest in Harry, you know, he's the Dark Lord's defeater and all this sort of stuff? Like, that's a Yeah, question, he's basically the equivalent of, like, a tween heartthrob, like, boy yeah. band sort of guy. He's the closest thing that <laughs> Ginny a has to, like, a rock star. Yeah, posters up on yeah. the wall sort of thing. And that's Neville now. That's Neville now. <laughs> Ginny's I mean, got a crush on Neville now. Hmm. His his face is as round as a donut. 
His hair is just normal, I guess. <laughs> He's truly fine. I wish he were mine. The boy who is Defeated the, the best. <laughs> Still the same. <laughs> Great. Perfect. I love this. Okay. I know we're not going to talk about the future, but I don't feel like Ginny and Neville are going to get together. <laughs> no, neither. I don't. I think but this is something that, like, a girl crush. A girl 11 crush year old Ginny. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. The biggest part of 11 year old Ginny's crush is the fact that Harry's the closest thing she's got to a rock star. Mm hmm. And it's nothing to do with his personality or his looks. <laughs> Because she's yeah. 11, and that's not what crushes are based on at that age. It's the idea of a person. She does talk about his eyes being as green as a fresh pickled toad and all this stuff, but she does yeah. come up with something for Neville. Like, his eyes are as... What color brown as like? a brown? not prickled toad. <laughs> his hair is as brown as a not pickled toad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Perfect. look, this might be me projecting my, like, lesbian experiences... But definitely, like, my earliest crushes on boys were I picked a boy that I thought was interesting and then I found things about him to like. <laughs> so, maybe. Yeah, look, I, it, you could argue that she's got an interest in how Harry looks based on the poem, but I think a lot of it is about him being def- the defeater of the Dark Lord, the rock star thing we talked about. Okay. Yeah. So maybe she does have a little bit of a thing for Neville and then maybe we'll see what happens. It depends on if Neville saves her or not. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. We'll, so, we'll, get, we'll get to that. So at this point, they find the diary in Moaning mm-hmm. Myrtle's flooded bathroom. Does Ginny abandon it after the Valentine's Day incident? I think so. Yeah. It's okay. the very there secret diary is the name of this chapter. Okay, perfect. Um, oh, here's what happens. Oh no, Harry already has the diary. Hang on. Apologies potion. We missed the apologies potion thing. No, apologies potion's coming up because I'm going through the. Maybe they're already trying to brew the apologies potion. They they meet they get to know Moaning Myrtle because of the apologies potion. So they would have spent time. Have I skipped over the apologies potion? Yeah, we have. Yeah, I have. I've completely (laughs) skipped an entire chapter. Sorry. Okay. Apologies Um, potion. What the fuck? All right. So okay, hang on. Yeah, because they do it over the Christmas holidays. Okay. So yes, they've been brewing the Polyjuice Potion for some time, I guess. I They still suspect Malfoy. And they yeah. Would probably... it's they come the up whole... the same plan? You'll be next, Mudbloods. Enemies of the air beware. They know about the Chamber of Secrets. They've been doing this for some time now. Do they come up yeah. with the same plan? I think so. Okay. okay Malfoy's yeah. just as much of a cunt in our version as in the regular version. He's not yeah. specifically focused on Harry. I think he's focused on all four of them as a group. Yeah. Neville easily takes the herbology thing. Um, maybe even Neville takes the herbology ingredient but gets caught by Professor Sprout. And as punishment, she comes having help her with the mandrake mm-hmm. thing. As a punishment, but really a reward. Yeah, really a <laughs> you reward. Know? Much like detention, how many of Harry's detentions yeah. are punishments, but really rewards. Detention with Professor Sprout is like, you're going to help me with the mandrake thing because I know that you can do it and you shouldn't have been in here. Mm. I don't know what you were doing, but yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, that leads into that. But he gets the potion okay. ingredient, so does Harry. I don't know. Um, uh, they do the same thing. Cause a ruckus in potions, steal things from Snape. It's very funny to think if there's a ruckus cause in potions, because Lily will instantly be like, Harry, <laughs> I know it was fucking you, because I know your lying face, and I know that this is your fucking wizard cracker I bought you for Christmas or some shit. Like... <laughs> Of course. Like, the second there's some sort of ruckus and Harry's standing there looking so innocent. (laughs) She's just like, I know it was you and I know Ron was in on it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they just get caught. Of course they do. Well, maybe they're like, maybe they don't cause a ruckus in the middle of class because that's stupid. Maybe it's like, Harry, go in and distract your mom. (laughs) Yeah. Harry goes in and talks about how he has boy issues. <laughs> <laughs> My body's changing. I'm so confused. Mom helped. <laughs> and they're all under, the other three are underneath the cloak trying to steal the thing without Lily noticing. <laughs> and it's just so embarrassing. That's great. Anyway. That's great. I love that. I love that for him. Harry can have a little embarrassment as a treat. <laughs> okay. So they steal okay. the polyjuice potions. They're trying to do that. I don't know how they get the hair. I think they just grab it off their heads. <laughs> um, yeah, because it happens in dueling class when it goes amok uh, for Hermione. 
Mm-hmm. How did she get Crab and Gall's hair again? Did she mention They them? knocked them out and then they took their hair. Oh, right. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I got mixed up. <laughs> so just Hermione's still trying and steal Millicent Bulstrode's hair and end up getting cat hair or something like that. Maybe yeah, she's just I think else that's still likely. I think she just grabs her yeah. hair off her jumper or something in class. Yeah, spills ink on Millicent's sleeve and is like, oh, sorry, and like tries to clean it up for her and get some hair. Yeah. Who's um, Neville polyjuicing into? Uh, not Malfoy, obviously. Um, maybe no. another random Slytherin. Either Blaze um, or Theo, or maybe they're like, somebody needs to be the lookout. It wouldn't be Neville in that instance, because he's no. a special one. I don't know. Maybe they make Hermione the lookout? I think all four of them go in, but Hermione has a cat-cident. <laughs> a cat-cident. Yeah, I guess they just grab another Slytherin. Um, yeah, maybe, just somebody Or else. maybe they try. They insist on making, like, Harry or something the lookout. I don't know. Hmm. Whatever. They get the information yeah. they need from Draco. Hermione turns into a cat and goes to the hospital wing. Everything pretty much goes the way that it was. They're like, we don't know she who the other is. Coughs up a hairball. <laughs> Disgusting. Cat girl Hermione. Can't believe that was a real thing that happened. <laughs> okay. Um, they do right. Christmas. How does Harry end up with the fucking diary? Um, well, it, he... The, the bathroom is flooded. Oh, they just... I think they... Yeah, yeah. They literally just find just walking it. around. So it's after the Christmas hor- mm-hmm. holidays, but they. Oh no, it's maybe during the Christmas holidays, but whatever. They just find yeah. it. So, and then on Valentine's Day, when Harry gets tackled by the uh, dwarf, he spill. He drops his bag and spills ink all over everything, and the diary's there, and Ginny sees it, and that's how she knows to steal it right. back. Okay, but that's how they realize there's something wrong mm-hmm. with the diary because all the ink gets soaked up. Blah okay. blah blah. Does all of that just happen with Neville now? I figure there's not much in the way to stop that from happening. Like, if Hermione ends up in hospital wing, they go walking, they see the water on the floor, they end up in the bathroom, they know Moaning Myrtle, she tells them about the diary, they find it. All that happens, I think, quite sequentially. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then we have... I guess Neville just takes an interest in the diary instead of Harry this time. Well, I mean, Neville, as we've discussed, is more scholarly. Um, if he notices that the diary, mm-hmm. and he's got more knowledge of magical objects, maybe from his grandmother, because if she has an aura background yeah. too, um, if he's like, mm-hmm. this diary sucked up all the ink, that's weird. So he does some tests. Does he get sucked in? Mm-hmm. Tom Riddle talks to him. Tom Riddle's like, here's me mm-hmm. framing that oaf Hagrid. Now, is Neville like Hagrid would never do such a thing? Or is no. Neville like... The scary giant man who took me on the horror adventure in the forest and probably killed all those roosters is definitely <laughs> the one who's setting monsters loose on people. I think Neville would suspect Hagrid. I think like Neville might be like, it seems like Hagrid's such a nice guy, so it's hard to think about this. But I mean, there's no reason to think that he mightn't be the heir of Slytherin because um, mm-hmm. he doesn't have that connection to Hagrid. Yeah. So, so instead of them deciding to ask Hagrid about it. It's now we're investigating Hagrid. Yeah. Because we're little nosy bodies. Yeah, Neville wouldn't just go knocking on Hagrid's door if he thinks that that's the guy who's out doing all the murders. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's going to try and, like, investigate and sneak around. Yeah. Um, Uh, Ginny takes the diary again. Uh, There's another attack. It's Hermione this time. That's devastating for Neville. That's his closest friend. Yeah. Um, completely devastating for Neville. This is why he's like, okay, we're going to get the invisibility cloak and we're going to go and stake out Hagrid. We're going to catch him in the yeah. act. Because he's upset they stake now. Out, they stake out Hagrid. Um, they see Hagrid being dragged off to Azkaban. They have no reason to follow the spiders because Hagrid doesn't say anything. Yeah. Hagrid's not like confiding in them because they're not friends. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And he doesn't even know that they're there staking him out. Yeah, because they're not talking to him. Yeah, they're probably Dumbledore like, knows that they're there because yeah. that—that's he just knows somehow. <laughs> they're probably standing outside the hut, listening in through the wall while mm. wearing the invisibility cloak um, to the conversation that's happening. Maybe um, no, I was going to say maybe Hagrid says that to Dumbledore. Follow the spiders, but Dumbledore's getting escorted from the school as well because he's a failure of a headmaster. Yeah, lost his touch. So maybe he's just desperate and scared and he just says it to like Cornelius Fudge or something, but he would never do that because that would expose Aragog and Aragog would be Mm. killed and or removed to the forest because he's a dangerous creature right next to a school full of fleshy young students. Does Dumbledore know about Aragog? I don't think he does. I don't think he does. So there's no 
Mm. There's no escape. But there has to be another way that they can find out about the spiders. Maybe they're standing at the hut and Ron like nearly screams and they have to cover his mouth because Ron is suddenly like there's a trail of spiders walking over Ron's shoulder down his Mm -hmm. back and all the way out to the bin forest and they've seen this before maybe at other crime scenes and they're like it's just weird it's just so odd maybe we should try and look into it um is that enough to to really get them going here's my problem with this yes we can lead them into the forbidden forest and into Aragog's nest then they die there (laughs) Because yeah. they're not getting out of there without the assistance of the car. So maybe it's in our best interest if they don't follow the spiders. Yeah, there's no reason to be like, let's follow these spiders into the dark forest in the middle of the night just because they're walking in a line. I wouldn't think that that would have anything to do with being connected to the mystery at hand. No. So I think that would be a curious thing. I think how Harry would be like, look at these weird spiders. And Ron's like, I don't want to. And it's like, yeah. but they're going towards the Forbidden Forest. All the more reason to not follow them. Yes, they don't. Like, I just can't see them doing that. I think they see Hagrid getting arrested and they're like... Good. It's all done. Like... Good. It's yeah. done. Hopefully, we just have to wait for the Mandrakes. Then Hermione will wake up. Everything will be okay. Yeah. Are there any more attacks after Hermione? Well, Ginny gets yes, taken. Yes, Ginny gets taken. So that's yeah. a big impetus so... because now it's like, Hermione's petrified... We thought that it was all over and, like, Neville's going to give her the mandrake juice and she'll be fine. But now Ginny's been taken. Mm-hmm. It's clearly the fact that Hagrid is not the the one that we were meant to be suspecting. And so yeah. are they still going to have that, like, changing Hermione's flowers and they are holding Hermione's hand and find yeah. the, the basilisk paper? Well, what happens is they were... Hang on. Because why um... would Hermione suspect a basilisk? Okay, so what happens is they, sorry, Harry and Ron go to see Aragog. Aragog gives them the information that Moaning Myrtle Mm -hmm. was the victim of the monster. Yes. Then Harry and Ron want to sneak away to talk to Moaning Myrtle, but they're doing this stupid, like, teachers escort you between every class thing. So they ditch Lockhart, Mm -hmm. try to get to the um, Moaning Myrtle's bathroom, and then McGonagall catches them, and she's like, oh, we wanted to sneak away to see Hermione. Yeah. And then she lets them go to the hospital wing and they see Hermione and that's how they find the information. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, Hermione didn't have the information to follow the spiders. So I think no, she came she... to the conclusion this is a basilisk all on her own. But she how? figured it out. How? Because she doesn't know that Neville's a parcel thumb. So she wouldn't be able to yes. make that leap in logic to be like, Neville can hear it, no one else can. It must be a big snake. Does Hermione die? I feel like she dies. If, <laughs> if she doesn't... <laughs> If she doesn't know that it's a basilisk, she doesn't have the parcel tongue clue. And she doesn't have the she doesn't chuk- know to check around corners with a mirror. She doesn't have the rooster clue as well. Because yeah. um, but, that wouldn't have been a hang moment. On. If she doesn't have those clues, she doesn't go to the library. Yeah. Okay. So she's not there. She's Penelope the Clearwater dies. Penelope Clearwater dies. Okay. She fucking dies. <laughs> she dies. Oh, this is our first death. Oh. It wasn't. Ouch. Cannon. Okay. So everyone's okay. at the Quidditch match. Hermione's not petrified then. Um, yeah, it's the regular Quidditch match. When the when they come back into the castle, there's a dead girl. Now shit. the school's being shut down. Yeah, Hagrid gets arrested, Dumbledore gets taken away, and the school is going to be closed. Everybody, pack your things. Okay. Does Ginny still get taken? Yes. Okay. I think so. Yes. So now it's because... all four of them there, and Ginny's been taken. And Ginny's been taken. Okay. And Ron's like, I can't go home and leave my sister here to die. We've yeah. got to do something about this. But they don't have enough clues to solve it. <laughs> they what don't. do we do? Let's see. Let's see. What can we do? What can we do? Um, Hagrid's gone. Maybe they literally, maybe they are literally like, we put on the invisibility cloak and we stay here and we're going to search the castle till we find her. All right. Yeah. They're like, everybody else can get on the train and leave, but not us. Yeah, okay. That could work for a bit, but there's no way that the train is leaving without Neville Longbottom. People are going to be looking for that kid. Um, yeah, people are going to be searching the castle for him. So. Okay. All right. How can we give them the information they need to make it down to the Chamber of Secrets? Dobby? Oh, Dobby's a good answer. Hmm. I feel like we're just writing the book here. Okay. <laughs> Dobby. We are. <laughs> well, we're like, we've got to try and force it into some sort of shape because otherwise this ends with Ginny Weasley dead. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Is there a way to salvage it from here? Okay. Okay. Um... Neville at no point has seen a snake. He's no. told his friends that he's hearing this terrible voice. 
is he looking for answers about that? Is he researching like magical illnesses? Why am I going crazy? What's wrong with me? Maybe he's told his friends. Maybe he's also told his grandmother that I'm hearing this voice. And maybe she's told Dumbledore. And maybe Dumbledore's thought, this is Voldemort in your brain, oculancy time. <laughs> Which is another level. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know if he would jump straight to oculancy time. I think he would go straight to come to my office, Neville, and look deeply into my eyes while I search for answers in your brain. <laughs> oh my god, we're spiralling. Are we at a dead end? Um, we might. I'm very upset if we're at a dead end in book two. Well, we're not at a dead end because Neville's not going to die. <laughs> no, just gonna be... we just have to figure out. Okay, so let's say Penelope dies. Hermione is not petrified. They don't have enough clues to figure out what is going on. Ginny's been taken. They try and stay behind at the school. Um, it doesn't work because obviously the teachers are counting okay. all the students that come out. The teachers go hang in. Hang on, wait a minute. Yep. Okay, hang on. I've just realized there's a new clue here. Penelope's okay. dead. She's yes. dead with no marks on her body. Right. And now Hermione curse. has enough Yeah, Hermione has enough evidence to be like this thing killed without touching her, without doing anything like that, and everybody else was only petrified. So what was different about Penelope? Well, there was mm-hmm. no camera, there was no water, there was no ghost, right, okay. blah blah blah. It needs Maybe she's got enough to put it together to land on Basilisk. She doesn't have parcel okay. tongue, but, but she's very, she very says... smart. As soon as she puts those together and says, it could be some of these creatures, and maybe lists off a few, and says Basilisk, Neville would twinge and be like, Basilisk I'm a snake, tongue. I'm a parcel tongue, guys. And they're like, oh, and then, okay, that could be okay. enough to push it forward. So they put it together. So now they know okay. there's a Basilisk, but they don't know where it's coming from, because they don't know about Moaning Myrtle. But most of the attacks have happened in that corridor. Mm-hmm. So maybe they just go there and look for clues. And Moaning Myrtle's moping about as usual. Yeah. And who would think to ask her why she died? Because the only reason they think to ask her that is because of what Aragog says. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe a girl's just died. So they actually are curious to be like, well, you know who else died 50 years? You know who else died this school? Clearly Moaning Myrtle because she's a student. She's wearing student robes. Maybe she has some sort of connection to this. Hang on. So they know it's a basilisk now. They go back to that corridor. They're like, well, all the attacks, many of the attacks have happened here, including this, her skeleton will lie in the chamber forever. At this point, I'm assuming Ginny's been taken. It's the night Mm -hmm. before they have to leave tomorrow morning. They're desperate. Yeah. We've got this, her skeleton will lie in the chamber forever. This is where it's all been happening. So somehow a basilisk has been in this corridor. Where could it have come from? Yeah. And the only person who's been around here constantly is Moaning Myrtle. So let's question her. What has she seen? Has she seen a big snake? Has she seen terrible, deathly eyes? And then maybe she brings up the story of how she died. Because you know she's desperate to tell that story. She wants to tell that story. Of course she is. Okay, so then they're able to put together where the snake comes out from underneath that sink over there. So Mm -hmm. they're able to put it together to... Is Lockhart even with them? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's what I was about to say. So they find the entrance to the Chamber of Secrets. They know what's inside of it. At this point, why do they not go and get the teachers? Why would they go down there themselves? Maybe the urgency. The teachers have written off Ginny for dead. The teachers have written off Ginny for dead. Yeah. Harry and Ron didn't overhear that conversation in the staff room because they wouldn't have. Yeah. Maybe it's all the teachers are down at the fucking train station trying to make sure all the kids are in the train. And they know mm-hmm. that as soon as they go down there to get a teacher, they're just going to push them on the train. They're not going to like let them go back to the school. Yeah. And also, they it's did... too far. It's running out of time. They've got to get yeah. down there. They okay. did have the bad experience last year of we tried to tell McGonagall about the Philosopher's Stone and nobody would listen to us. Yeah. God, my heart's racing. What's going to happen? <laughs> um, <I know>. Okay. <laughs> so, so I feel like all four of them are going down there. They slide down. Okay, what happens? They um, don't have Lockhart with them. Lockhart has fled the school in disgrace. Yeah, so he doesn't cause the the avalanche that separates mm-hmm. them. So Ron they just, doesn't have a defective wand. They all just they would have their invisibility in. cloak, their wands. Does Forks come to them? <laughs> I don't know, but we'll find out. They go in the chamber. They see Ginny. Mm-hmm. They see Tom Riddle. So far, Tom Riddle has been trustworthy. So they like they would kind of play out the same. Would yep. Tom Riddle try and separate Neville from the rest of them? Or would he just try and kill the other? Well, he can't kill them. He hasn't got a form. 
Um, uh, yeah, I don't think Tom Riddle can cast spells. We don't no. see him cast any spells. He does his I am Marvolo Tom Riddle yeah. whatever. He can't I could do... not have fucked that up worse if I tried. <laughs> yeah. He can't do anything until Ginny is dead and then he's strong enough to do stuff. That's the whole point. Yeah. So he so... summons the snake. <laughs> what the fuck happens? Now do all four of our <laughs> beloved children die? Or Five, do they scatter Ginny. in the tunnels? Okay, I reckon they scatter. Scatter! Um, scatter! Yeah. Does I think they definitely Forks... split up and run. <laughs> does Forks come to their aid? Because Forks has okay. met Neville. Does Dumbledore suspect reason... that Neville is doing some shit and send Forks? No. No. The reason okay. why Forks comes is because Harry is desperate and scared and he's he's basically praying for help. And yeah. he's like this... Oh, I think actually Tom, Tom Riddle says something derogatory about Dumbledore and yeah. Harry's like, Dumbledore's worth a thousand of you or whatever. Yeah. And he shows this moment of great loyalty. Now, I could see that happening for all of them, honestly. I feel like they'd all yeah. stand up for Dumbledore like that. Because they would have witnessed Dumbledore being taken away and removed from the school. And Dumbledore knew they were there because he knows everything. So he does his little wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Help will always be given to, at Hogwarts to those who ask for it. I think Forks shows up. Yeah, and he okay. brings the hat and he drops it at Neville's feet. Okay, Forks blinds the basilisk. They just have to be careful, so they're all hiding around. They're like not trying to make much mm-hmm. noise. Neville grabs the sword. He slays yeah. the basilisk. We know, we know Neville can get the sword out of the hat because he did it in book seven. <laughs> yep. Okay, he I think the all four of them working together have a better chance to kill this basilisk once it's blinded than Harry did alone. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. Um, they Neville slays the basilisk. Ron is beside his sister, um, mm-hmm. like obviously trying to make sure Ginny's okay. Tom Riddle's doing his Hermione's like fuck this diary. She's trying to set it on fire. It's not working. Neville's dying. Someone out of desperation yeah. cuts it with the sword or stabs it with a thing. Neville's dying. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's I, chaos. I feel like either it's Neville, it's Hermione, it's Ron, it's Harry, or maybe all of them. They all manage like some someone manages to stab that diary with the basilisk fang. Um, yeah. Either with the fang or with yeah. the sword. Like, if they're trying to destroy it with magic and it can't be destroyed, someone out of desperation, maybe Harry, is going to pick up that sword and be like, fuck this what book! What gives Harry the clue in the original story is the fact that Voldemort's like, the basilisk venom is so strong, you'll be dead in minutes, nothing is, nothing can cure it. And so yeah. Harry puts the connection together, like... He's dying yeah, he's of dying it. of it, it's painful. He puts the connection yeah. together to be like, this basilisk venom is hurting me, I can destroy the diary with it, because that's yeah. what that's the source of the power so it could be neville that puts it together i don't think he's even thinking that clearly yeah. i think literally he's dying the only thing he has to hand as a weapon is this big fang that's in his arm and he rips it out and he's like fuck this book i'm gonna kill yeah. you as my last act and, and that's I what he see... does i don't think he's thinking like the venom will destroy no. him i just i think he's I could desperate see neville doing that i could see any of them picking up the sword and doing it um so mm-hmm. all is well um tom tom really gets well. defeated they, they save Ginny. forks carries them out Lockhart has his memories. <laughs> um, Lockhart has his memories, but he's fled in disgrace. I think the second the teachers are loading all the students onto the train and they're like, where's Neville, our most precious boy, and his three best friends? Oh, fuck. McGonagall summons Dumbledore back mm-hmm. to the school immediately. So he's already there when they get back up yeah. there. <laughs> and all is well. I can't think of anything else that would interrupt the plot. Um, Malfoy, sh- uh, Lucius Malfoy shows up with Dobby. Yeah. Do they try and free Dobby? I think so. Like, yeah. That's just a general thing that would happen. Yeah. Does Neville free Dobby? I'd say so. I mean, Neville would be the one that Dumbledore's having the special conversation with um, at the mm-hmm. end. So he's... everybody else go and send letters or whatever. Yeah, everyone else go and send <laughs> letters and, and get some awards and shit. But Neville's there. Go to get medical attention. <laughs> yeah. Neville is there <laughs> when um, Lucius enters with Dobby, so he would have that interaction. Oh, um, when they came up, Mr. and Mrs. Weasley were there. This time, it's everybody's yeah. parents, including Gran. They're all there. Yeah. So, yeah. does Dumbledore get a private moment alone with Neville, or is Gran like, no, hospital time? I feel like Gran... I feel like Gran would give... Respects Dumbledore? Yeah, I feel like Gran would be like, five yeah. minutes. Five minutes max, yeah. and then I'm taking my son to the hospital wing and sitting with mm-hmm. him. Son. Grandson. Um, yeah, son, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> she raised him. She, raised she can him. call him his son. <laughs> it's my boy. Um, <laughs> so, oh my god, we did it. <laughs> we did it. We did it. That was that was so touch and go for a minute there. We almost lost. First of all, Ginny, and then all four of them. 
Wow. Oh, sorry. I just bashed the mic with my hand. That was pleasant. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm so proud of us. Fuck. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, join us for fucking part three. <laughs> I'm assuming that's going to be another episode. Let's look at the timestamp. Oh, yeah. That's another episode. It's an hour. Yeah. Okay. I was watching it tick by being like, we're definitely spending an hour on each book. If we're going through them in this much detail, it's what we're doing. Okay, well... Because you kind of... We kind of have to go through them in this much detail because as we unravel plot threads, we have to re-thread them back in. Otherwise, it doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be a seven-part series unless we lose them (laughs) along the way. I feel like book three is going to be hard, but we'll find out. Yeah, book three is going to be a fucking nightmare. None of these people are in prison. What's going on? I'm keen for next episode. You know who is in prison? Severus Snape. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay. Oh my god, we'll you're a genius. We'll leave it that cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Get ready, listeners. I'm excited. <laughs> well, I've been Jem, and uh, wow. Uh, <laughs> we did it. <laughs> he saved the day again. <laughs> <sighs> I've been Ria, and I'm so thrilled we've made it this far. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you want to support us or get in touch, the links to our social media and Patreon are in the show notes. Please feel free to send us so many messages that we go mad and run away to a hut on a rock in the middle of the sea just to avoid them. You'll hear from us again in two weeks' time. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 